On this week's episode of Polk and Kush, Ian Book is going to win the MVP. Probably not, but I had a baby. The Saints played some preseason games. The mayor is a mess. And hey, it's Polk and Kush, and we're back. Stick around. You're going to want to listen to this week's episode of Polk and Kush. Come everyone to Polk and Kush. It is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022, and I am tired. Why are you tired? I had a baby. Well, to be specific, my wife had a baby. Baby number three arrived at the Kushner estate this week, and it has been, uh, you know, the process, as they call it. You look alive. You look well. (laughs) Um, That makes Kush number three. Uh Uh, This one is named Jameer Nelson Kushner. (laughs) That's correct. After your favorite pelican of all time. That's correct. Just like a week or two old, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you're slightly beating out Squeaky Johnson, uh, mm-hmm. Kushner. That was very close second. Uh, yeah. No, it's been wonderful times. Uh, in all honesty, you know, having kids is great. Uh, having babies is fun. Uh, the aftermath of, you know, dealing with the baby as they grow up can be a little challenging, but it is, uh, it's been a good time, a good week. Um, so sorry we were not here last week. But we will get all the Saints news, Pelicans news, etc. Uh, from what I was when I was able to keep my eyes open, I was able to watch uh, the Texans game and the Packers game and and kind of uh, everything in between. Uh, so it's been busy for me. How have things been for you? It's good. I like the yeah. Sorry we weren't here last week to talk about Ian Book. You were. Uh, <laughs> Giving the miracle of life. Yes. Uh, well, I have very little to do with the process. I was, I'm like, uh, you know, the valet driver. That's basically my my yeah. job. I'm just the water boy. But it is fun for a man to say we gave birth. I know. It's, yeah. You know they don't like it. Though. No. God, no. They hate it. They, <laughs> I know. I, I <laughs> And it's on your third kid, in my experience, you feel like you know so much going in that it's like the way I'm talking about it is like, oh, yeah, I know exactly how you feel. I know exactly how you, things are going. And it's like, and it, all it takes is one look back to be like, you have no idea what it's like to be pregnant. You have no idea what it's like to get to push a human being through your body. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I don't remember any of that. True. I remember yeah. being tired. <laughs> That's the part that I remember. Well, now you see guys are taking like the PlayStations into the hospital. They're playing Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, how much more lopsided can it get? Men are such losers, man. It's not good. You walked around, I walked around that hospital floor, and I was like, these poor women. I was like, every dude in here is such an idiot. I was yeah. like, look at these idiots. <laughs> I was like, what a bunch of... I can't believe these very smart women who are going through this process have to deal with men like us. If you get a monster energy drink <laughs> out of the vending machine while your wife is giving birth, they should take you away. <laughs> And, and the, uh, you know, I was bitching about the, so that, you know, only the pregnant person gets a bed. Did you know that? No. They don't even give you a bed. That's unfortunate. I'm sleeping there too. Can you climb in? <laughs> yeah. 
how about you give me a second bet, you know? Uh, well, you got to go find like the vegetable department, <laughs> yeah. climb in with one of them. More often than not, there's going to be two people staying in the room that are yeah. adults. Let's make it queen size beds in the hospital or, or just a second bed. A cot, maybe. Instead, it's like this weird love seat thing that like folds over into being the world's worst bed. And uh, it turns out that the person who just gave birth doesn't give a shit about it seems like the that. way you're sleeping because it doesn't matter how you're sleeping. Are you raising your hand during the birth? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, it smells in here, guys. It's a little funky. We have too many people in here all worried about COVID. Can we get some of these nurses out of here? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, There's. it's ample opportunity to screw up as the uh, the husband. You are very much window dressing mm-hmm. uh, for, for the process. And then even once the baby's born, they want really nothing to do with you. Your job is just to kind of, you know, bring things. It's like, I need this pillow. I need this water. I need this food. And it's then that's it. There's really nothing else you can do. Because it turns out, if you can't breastfeed, you're of very little use to the baby. Well, I've been looking on Twitter, and it turns out <laughs> men actually can breastfeed. <laughs> so you're in luck. Uh, <laughs> can you, like, just imagine doing something for nine months? Like, you have to have a baby in you for nine months. You can't rip darts. At the bar, can't, you can't throw yourself down the stairs. You can't eat. You can't. Eat, you can't do other shit. You can't like have a surge cola. Yeah, you can't. You can't eat deli meat. Oh, that's my favorite. I know. Could you imagine? I was like, you can't eat. A, can't eat sushi. There's no like. There's nothing you could do. Yeah, there's and then n- at the end of it, you take care of a child <sighs> for yeah. for a while, too. <laughs> for a long while, for a little while, and and the person who's also in charge of doing that with you is an idiot. Yeah. More likely than not. He's eating all the deli meat and <laughs> getting shit faced, driving around. <laughs> I, I had a friend, I won't say his name because he listens to the podcast. He was like, yeah, the best part about my wife being pregnant, designated driver. Designated driver. It is very like, true. Yeah, I'm sure she fucking loves that. Yeah. She, nothing. She, she wants to stay out for that extra four shots that you have <laughs> at the bar. That's That sounds fun for her. If there's anything a pregnant woman loves, it's, uh, it's driving to pick you up from wrong iron. What was that terrible bar we went to on Tulane that Zion was spotted at once? The boot. The boot. The yeah, boot. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No that, pregnant ladies go in there unless it's to drop somebody off forever. Like, get, get out. I never want to see you again. Or there was a huge mistake that was made yeah. uh, somewhere in the dorm next door. Uh, but, you know, the prophylactics are available around Tulane. I, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've trusted them uh, completely. Uh I don't know, man. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's going to be a, a heavy lift. Yeah, it will. But, you know, at least we have this podcast. You've got the podcast to get you out of the house and stay sane. You've got the Pelicans fully locked and loaded. Oh, yeah. And then we got the Saints. Saints. And you've already experienced some of this. While your newborn baby is crying out for attention, you were eating hot Cheetos and watching Ian Book. <laughs> Dive into people head first, like I was gambling, play to play on the Saints preseason game. <laughs> was any gambling done in the hospital? Uh, oh yeah, I was gambling a lot the on, the, on the oh, activity, on, yeah. on the op- 
on the what do you birth, call it a procedure the, 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 the over under of uh, of the induction yes um yeah man it's uh, the gambling's great i mean that really got me through i bet on any game that was going to be on the basic cable i pretty much put money on uh so that was lovely uh thanks to uh Thanks to the state of Louisiana for that one. Yeah, you know, that that should be one of our big things for medical tourism. Yeah. Be like, if you ever going to have a child and you can't want to do it in Texas, you can't bet in the hospital. That's true. You know? You can only do cockfighting there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, I did watch the uh, the Packers game. Uh, I will be very glad when the Ian Book era is over. Yeah. Um. I watched it. I watched it at a Metairie bar that you could still smoke inside. That's awesome. I don't think you're supposed to. I don't. Yeah. They, I, I've been to one of those. It was uh, it was Martins. Oh, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, it's the same one. Yeah, there was yeah. a sign up that was like, hey, could you smoke outside if you need to? <laughs> they have like a whole patio and everyone's smoking. Inside. Yeah. The signs were like very like, if you could find it. It was like a Jew sign. It was like, if you could maybe find it. Passive aggressive. If, if it's not too much trouble, if you could maybe smoke. I I don't even smoke, and I smoked a cigarette right at the table. Sure. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't you? I was blown it in a baby's face. Do they have food there? Uh, they had a Domino's pizza. There we go. That's <laughs> high cotton right what there. What I was surprised by: people were into the preseason game. Really? Everybody in there was in a shirt or a jersey. Um, people seemed to know what was going on. They were cheering. They were cheering for two quarters. Yeah. I'll go that far. And then, but re- it, it was people are people are ready for football. Yeah, for that sure. was my takeaway from it. People were also ready to see Ian Book go work at Sears. <laughs> he will. He, I, I would give it eight hours after the last preseason game. He will be driving Uber. Man, <laughs> he's going to be picking up players from that game. Taking them home. If you call an Uber the day after the the preseason game on Friday, there's a better than average chance Ian Book is picking you up. Uh, I mean, he fourth round draft pick. Uh, now again, like it really doesn't matter. And honestly, the first two Saints preseason games have been even more worthless than usual. Uh, preseason games on their own are usually. Not very indicative of how the season is going to go. Famously, the Lions went 4-0 in the preseason the year they went 0-16. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things happen. Uh, so it doesn't matter. But the Saints, in particular, I think benched 20-plus guys both games. I think Andy Dalton has gotten one total drive. Jameis Winston has not played a snap uh, in preseason. No Michael Thomas. No Cam Jordan. No Jarvis Landry, no Tyron Matthew. I mean, you, the list goes on and on and on. Every impact player the Saints have basically is not playing. Pretty much everyone you've heard of. Yeah, pretty much everyone you've heard of, with the exception of Trevor Penning, uh, the rookie the offensive lineman. Now, why have we heard of him? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's, I mean, can you think? Of, and Chris Olave, the rookie wide receiver. So basically, a bunch of a couple of rookies, maybe some second year guys, and then everybody else. And I get did no, did Mario Davis didn't play. Nobody played no in any of these games, so they're completely meaningless. Blake Gillikin played; he was good. He had a eighty-one yard punt, which would have been like eighty-nine. That's if crazy. It had been further back. Yeah, that's f- cool. <laughs> right? God, we're talking about how long punts are. It was. 
uncle when they had like whatever the like player of the game impact player of the game thing and we, i was like who are they who are gonna give this fucking thing to we are sure missing enough. we are missing the star player of the preseason will lutz yeah he played yeah 61 yard field goal yeah He's that was back. good to see that was uh that and that one of the very few things that's gonna have like lasting impact in this team is the special teams that we saw out there uh they looked good uh otherwise i mean I don't know what to make of Trevor Penning. I think you know you're going to hear from the media that he did really well. I think he graded out really well. Is there anyone the media is going to say did not really well? Uh, I think people are pretty <laughs> secure on Ian Book at this point. I saw. I, I've heard MVP chance, <laughs> 500 plus yards. People are putting the odds online, which seem they're pretty good odds. Yeah. I mean, you know, you bet five dollars and you win a cruise ship. Uh, Ian Book might be he's the one with the target on his back for Saints fervor. Yeah. He's the only one. Because he's not from here. Uh-huh. Private school boy. Uh-huh. Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. We don't like y'all yet. When Brian Kelly you know, does something. Maybe we'll be more accepting of Notre Dame players. Sure. But. It made me want to bet on LSU. That's how bad Ian Book was. <laughs> it's, he was so bad that I was like, Brian Kelly won like 10 games every year with this fucking guy as his yeah. quarterback. But they were also playing like Western Kentucky. <laughs> but still, I was like, this guy is horrible. He can't even throw the ball. I was like, he's fumbling snaps. I was like, this guy sucks. I was like, this he's the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. Brian Kelly must be a genius. That is a good point. I haven't seen that take before. I was just blown it's away. because I'm off Twitter. Yeah. He looked like, I mean, he looked like the Kool-Aid man. He was just running through... <laughs> People left and right, not threw them into them with right his head and his yeah. neck. The fumbled snaps, like, bro, come on. Yeah. It's a snap. And then someone, I, I honestly can't even remember. So I think someone texted it to me. It was like, uh, you know, he only played like 50 snaps in college under center. I was like, how many did Patrick Mahomes play yeah. under center in college? He seems to be doing just fine. <laughs> In the NFL. I was like, this is what a ludicrous excuse. The guy sucks. And let's just say for what it is. Sean Payton sucked. And so does Mickey Loomis. He's not absolved, even though we all want to absolve him. They sucked at drafting quarterbacks. Sean Canfield sucked. Garrett Grayson sucked. This guy sucks. And they all suck. The only good quarterback that's come through that's been good is Drew Brees. That means a lot. That's a lot more important than any of the draft picks. And Teddy Bridgewater certainly had a good outing when he played those couple of games. Outside of that, not much being done for quarterbacks here. Well, you still haven't mentioned anybody that the Saints drafted. Garrett Grayson was a draft pick. Well, I'm so I, was Ian Book on good on the good aspect. Oh yes, of it. no, no, they have never drafted a good quarterback. No, uh, at least under uh, this regime. <laughs> So and, and that's fine. You know, quarterback is one position. You can go into the marketplace and get one. It'd be better to draft a quarterback, uh, you know, but I'm hoping that was a Sean Payton problem. The Saints, as I look at it, as a positive 
happy-go-lucky <laughs> Saints fan. The Saints have two Pro Bowl qu- quarterbacks, so why are we even it's a valid point. wasting our spittle <laughs> on the third string? On yeah. the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh string. Because they had the to play last year. Uh, if they're going to follow the quarterback, uh, the white quarterback with a mediocre season under his belt playbook, we're going to see Ian Book at tight end next season. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's going to be for the American Football League. Sure. Yes. The, the New Orleans Breakers yeah. will be yeah, the, uh, the the team of choice there. Now, I mean, I think Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton will be the guys who, if unless something catastrophic happens like it did last year where the Saints had to play four quarterbacks, uh, I don't see anybody else taking a snap this season. So it's probably not an issue. Uh, this is all to say that, like, we didn't learn a whole lot at this point uh i don't know what the saints are going to play on friday against the chargers that's going to be in the superdome there's talks they might try to play Jameis winston some they might try to get a couple series from the starters even then i don't know what you're going to really get out of it uh and then there's like a two-week break and then the season starts so it is uh i think there's a lot of optimism still about this team i don't think those two preseason turds really changed anything uh, most people are still pretty excited. Uh, I think I saw where the money on the over-under was like 90-plus percent. All 26 media members locally picked the Saints to go uh, have a winning record. And I think it was 90-something percent of the public, which is mostly Saints fans, yeah, uh, has bet on the over out of eight and a half wins. So people are excited. There's a lot of enthusiasm. There's optimism. Uh, obviously, all it takes is a couple injuries, but a lot of people think that this team is capable of something special. I don't necessarily know that to be true, but I do see enough pieces to where it's like, all right, well, I can see why people think this would work. Yeah. I mean, the pieces are there, but also the pieces were there last season too. Yeah. So it's going to have to start up for us to say anything meaningful about it. I know. You can look at preseason and say, well, that guy's a good punter. Mm-hmm. That guy's a good field goal kicker. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, I know. And, and the big question right now, right, is as many good players as there are in this team, Alvin Kamara, especially on offense, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, if he's healthy, hamstring issue, that scares the hell out of you. Uh, Olave, Jarvis Landry. I mean, there's there's a lot of players out there, but if your quarterback's Jameis Winston, question mark, and your left tackle's a rookie, Trevor Penning, who sucked again in, in pass protection in his first you know preseason game against the third string of the Texans, yeah. uh, and you have bad guards. We know Ruiz is horrible, and we know Pete is mediocre. Uh, when you combine those things with mediocre offensive line at best and a mediocre quarterback or at least a, you know, enigma of a quarterback, the weapons start to seem like, I don't know if that matters. You know, it might be leveled and neutralized because of those things. So that is the biggest thing the Saints have to work out is can they get those three offensive line positions right and can Jameis Winston be good Jameis and not bad Jameis because they're going to have to trust him to make plays with these weapons. Well, I think one thing that Sean Payton was good at was working with what he had. Mm -hmm. And when the Saints needed to win games with defense, they were able to do that. Yeah. I'm curious to see if Dennis Allen is able to make the same adjustments because there are going to be a lot of adjustments. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of stuff.
stuff we're not prepared for. Players could get injured. Players have bans looming over them. The Alvin Kamara suspension still has not gone through. Now mm. rumors are saying that it could go into effect next season. Yeah. I guess that's how just, saints is that? Is that just because it like New Orleans police have to go arrest them <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it'll be about a year. Yeah, I don't understand why uh, they're able to kick the can on that so easily. I it's probably because Deshaun Watson got an 11 game suspension, and if they give Alvin Kamara seven for beating up some guy in an elevator, yeah. like right back to back, yeah, people are going to yell about it. <laughs> so they have to wait a year. To do that very stupid thing, people will yell about it, but they'll have forgotten. Yeah, because Deshaun Watson at that point will have run over somebody in a drunk driving accident <laughs> with a hard on <laughs> and a towel. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it was like with the Ray Rice thing, and they gave him like two games, and then the video came out of him punching his girlfriend in the uh, in the elevator. And like, nope, you're suspended for the whole season. Yeah. It's like it was the exact same crime. You just happen to see the video now as compared to before. They told you. The cops told you that he punched her in the face. The NFL loves evidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is just pure, like pure pressure stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with the Kamara situation. There, the defense should be good, though. I mean, I, I see very little excuses. I can see some weakness at linebacker. Pete Werner, uh, he, I don't think he's great. He's certainly not proven. Um, but there's enough guys there and if Davenport is healthy Peyton Turner I was not very impressed with in those preseason games he played a lot and didn't do much it's so hard for me to judge who's doing much in a preseason game because I have my phone in my hand <laughs> I'm drinking and talking and I don't care who's watching this thing <laughs> when you're in the hospital with nothing to do yeah, you watch pretty intently very I was astute. locked in <laughs> Betting drive by drive. Like, <laughs> uh, the I've, defense is what everybody's saying is going to be very good. Yeah, which that, is hard in the NFL now to like win with a great defense. They had a good foundation last season. Yeah. And I think a lot of the narrative from last season was, boy, if we just had a quarterback, boy, if we just had Michael Thomas. Sure. So hopefully we aren't just repeating ourselves this season. We yeah. can actually see it put together. Yeah, I'm curious though. Do you like that I did the little put that together? That is, yes. Motion. Put together. Yes, you you uh put the the the, the synergy. That's what yeah. That's yeah. What the I'm synergy doing the, the Bill Clinton thing where I put my <laughs> thumb on the top of my closed fist. I did not have uh yeah, man, they're gonna be like defensively, unless they get really banged up, you kind of know what product you have. Uh they're they're talented, but do we expect Marcus Davenport to play a whole season? I sure as hell don't. Do you expect uh, Marcus May to be better than Marcus Williams? Maybe. I mean, he's certainly not a bad player, and he's probably, I mean, I think he's good, but like that could be a, a downgrade. And then, I, I mean, I just don't know if you can win by just leaning on your defense in the NFL anymore. The way, and especially now they're like, yeah, we're going to call more illegal contact this year in the NFL. I was like, well, that's just like the ultimate. Like, you better score 30 points or you're not going to win. Well, I think the Saints are in a good division to win defensively. Mm -hmm. If they were in the AFC, where it's a lot more offensive powerhouses, sure. they would be uh, screwed. Yeah. I think in the division, 
they can definitely win by defense against any of those teams. I know it is stupid to bet against Tom Brady, sure. but God damn it, he is getting older. <laughs> For the love of God, get older. At yeah. least everyone around him is getting older. Yeah, but even then, I don't know, man. I just... You know, it. He squelched the argument of it's like, yeah, he is. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Definitely. Yeah, he's the we greatest football player. I, yeah. I, there's no arguing it anymore. But he's older than me, and I in know. the NFL, I know. And he's, you know, the best quarterback. And I can't fall asleep without my back hurting. Yeah, on my own bed. You can't fall asleep at all, at all. anymore. <laughs> no, I'm in the torture chamber. I can't even Tom, sleep at all. Tom Brady, you don't even want to know what he's sleeping on. It's not available <laughs> to people like us. It's some pod that's levitating off the ground. Uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know the schedule. I think looking in the schedule and trying to gauge who's going to be good and who's bad, you can do that in college. I think it's very difficult to do that in the NFL. I do agree two games against Atlanta and two games against Carolina. You shouldn't have to score 35 points to win those games. Um, but you got to be able to make plays on offense, and you need a quarterback. You need an offensive line to do it. As many weapons as you have. And last year the Saints had – no weapons. So it was very hard to tell. And, and it's the reason that the Saints were super-duper conservative because they didn't want Jameis Winston to throw interceptions trying to throw to guys who cannot get open. And so they just went into a shell and tried to win every game 13-10. to 10, And it was extremely boring, and it sucked. And it's almost the opposite this season because I do have faith in Taysom Hill at tight end. Yeah. I do have some faith that faith that Chris Olave will be out there as an additional option that yeah. is not Traquan Smith. Yeah. And Jarvis Landry is playing there. People yeah. aren't even talking there's there's so many people on this team and there's so many good things happen that people aren't even talking about Jarvis Landry I know. on the team. That yeah. was like two weeks of news four months ago. Yeah. He's, like, he's an incredible player yeah. and I want to see him unleashed. Yeah. It'd be great. Uh I just don't know if Jameis is that guy. That, and if Jameis will have enough time to actually throw to him. The way Trevor Penning was getting his ass kicked by the third-string Texans offensive lineman was like, all right, this might not go great when he's having to go up against, you know, starting defensive ends, but time will tell. Uh, you think he took it out on the guy next to him in the locker room? Oh, I'm sure he'd, you know, sucker punch somebody. like If a, he was the, like the, the towel guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't to him. He's so nasty. Uh, I mean, I am excited for the season, if nothing else, because it's the season. I, I think opening with Atlanta, I think it's Atlanta-Tampa are the first two games. Uh, that is going to be a very telling stretch right there. Yep. You're playing two very important games right off the bat. And it'll be fun, man. I mean, we need to see some football. We need to see this team play. I got a whole lot of nothing at the moment. I'm ready to football. Yeah. I'm ready to have all my rowdy friends come over. <laughs> Saints currently don't have any Monday night football games that could change during the season. Yeah. Kind of like that. I don't like the Monday night game. Yeah? I like the Sunday night game. It's a fun surprise. It also gives me more time to gamble on Sundays. That is true. It is true. The <laughs> night, like being able to just like watch the Red Zone channel yeah. like without having to worry about the Saints being on, that is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, all right, we got a whole bunch more. We've got uh, a little bit of Pelicans news. Plus, we've got some local stuff. You are going to want to stick around right here, Polk and Kush. Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and... There's some Pelicans news. Uh... 
Daniel Salerson. He made Pelicans Radio good. Yeah. He made it great again. <laughs> I feel That's, like I've heard that somewhere. I feel like, huh, where'd that come from? Yeah, we're going to miss the uh, old D. Sal. Yeah, a, he's uh, headed up to Atlanta. Yep. Out of the biz. Yeah, he's going to work for a varsity drive-in. <laughs> Wear one of those goofy hats, make yeah. some orange juice. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. He uh, was good. I he lo- was good. I loved old D-Cell. Pelicans have really good radio broadcast. Yeah. Um, I, I will be curious how that sounds this year. Obviously, we love Graf. I think JD's good. Uh, and Daniel, Joe are, are awesome. Rank them. Uh, yeah, there you go. One through five. <laughs> Graf, one. <laughs> Uh yeah man I I think it's a good product and it's hard to listen to the NBA on the radio just because it's what it is you have to be very good yeah. and they are very good yeah it's it's a challenging thing um so we will miss you Daniel uh you were uh there he was there for a very long time did a really good job he uh one of his reasons for leaving he said he couldn't handle the negativity from morons podcast. <laughs> That was oh, uh, problem 1A. <laughs> He's probably talking about somebody else. Yeah. All the other Pelicans podcasts are pretty harsh on them. There's a few other ones yeah. that are. <laughs> They're really harsh. Really getting into the. the team. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the. I listened to one last week and it was the top 10 shoes that Jackson Hayes has worn. That can't was, be true. No, it's okay. not. <laughs> like, it was feasible enough that I believed it for a second. The most handsome Pelican players. What's more likely, the Pelican that Zion wins MVP or the Pelicans win the finals? It's like, yeah. Neither. Neither are likely. Do you think the Pelicans can trade Eric Gordon for Kevin Durant? It's like Aaron Gordon hasn't been on the team for six years. How about Kevin Durant today? They came out with a statement. So Kevin Durant went. He went, I want to trade. And they were like, no. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go to the owner. I want you to fire the GM and the coach. No. No. And they're like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to do nothing then. It was just like, I mean, just a totally, uh, just dick slapped around. That's good. I like that for the NBA. It, they demand a trade and you don't get it because you have four years left in your contract. It was a lot like uh, Kobe Bryant. In 2007. Yeah. Like, wanted to get out, uh-huh. was somewhat public about it. I think they listened to a few people, and then he's like, all right, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll stay here. Sounds good. I'm, I, you're paying me $40 million to play here, and yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... Uh, I still wouldn't be surprised if someone trades for Durant at some point. There's obviously problems. Uh, again, if I was the Pelicans, I'm like the only guy who thinks that they should trade for him because I think he's really good, even though he's kind of a head case. Um, I, I just, you know, he's great, the, and that's worth it. The biggest problem for Kevin Durant facing the Pelicans. That's true. Opening night. Opening night, shaking in his boots. Yeah. That's why he asked for the trade. <laughs> Didn't want to be embarrassed on opening night. Do you think Kevin Durant knows who Herb Jones is? <laughs> like, do you think he has any? He can't trade Herb Jones. He's untradeable, yeah. untouchable. <laughs> Jose Alvarado, untouchable. Uh, yeah, man. I, I I think Durant. 
the, there was talk of Memphis getting in. There was talk of uh, Philadelphia trading for. I think uh, by the end of this, almost every team will have come up in the trade talks because I just don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah, and whenever you hear those other teams, like you said, like Atlanta, Memphis, it's yeah. like, oh man, that'd be crazy. Like you say that about every single team, yeah. Except Pelicans fans are like, "Fuck no, we don't want <laughs> Kevin Durant." But even Memphis, is like, we won't trade Desmond Bain. Come on, or and or Jaron Jackson. It's like, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, what is, what are we talking about here? You know, it's like, hey man, Jaron Jackson's averaged fourteen points for three seasons. Now. <laughs> just, like, what are we talking about? They're like Kevin Durant. I, I, all of these NBA executives. Uh, I guess they just feel like the Nets are going to have to, you know, buy low. So anyway, ben, uh, yeah. that's our Kevin Durant segment of the week. Maybe we'll have one every single every, week. Every single week. Might wait, as well. Wait till Brandon Ingram starts off like ice cold and then everyone's like freaking out. Like, just trade him. Trade him for Durant. Now, the star of the Pelicans, the Kevin Durant of the Pelicans, Zion Williamson, he was in GQ recently. Ooh. Uh, not really for fashion. Some people have said that uh, Zion has no drip. Yeah. I believe that's a quote. Uh, drip uh, Drip is short for outfit. <laughs> Do you remember when he Wait, wore... no, that's fit. <laughs> remember when he wore that big yellow... <laughs> the, high, the peak of his weight la- problems last year, and he wore a big yellow sweatshirt, and he literally looked like the sun. He looked like... Uh, <laughs> he looked like Ernie in the bathtub. <laughs> Uh, this article does not go into fashion or anything of that nature. It is about how Zion, uh, how Naruto, the anime. Oh, boy. Naruto helped Zion Williamson through the toughest year of his career. Oh, boy. He, uh, he was at the San Diego Comic-Con, which is like the big one. It's where they, it doesn't have anything to do with comic books anymore. Now they just like announced that there's a new Harry Potter. <laughs> I only know it from Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> you say that about everything. It's a great episode of Entourage at Comic Con. Well, there was Victory! a victory. <laughs> there was a panel at this thing where I guess the voices of Naruto were there or something. And Zion Williamson was there. Oh my! He was on the front row. And this article, it's 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 cool. He talks about how watching uh, the Naruto anime got him through a very hard time. And then Zion got up on the uh, on the panel with this guy who's dressed up like Beaker from the Muppets. <laughs> Are you an anime guy? You seem like you could be an anime guy. Maybe like the good stuff. I'm not. Oh, there go. we go. There we go. <laughs> My uh, son really likes Ponyo. Oh yeah, that's a great way one. into Ponyo. That's a great one. He likes about the first twenty minutes of Ponyo seen that a lot it's good a lot of the miyazaki films are good definitely my neighbor totoro uh-huh uh princess mononoke i know ponyo yeah <laughs> <laughs> you never watched akira or uh akira is a restaurant on uh in fat city it's pretty good too one of the best values you can get in new orleans all you can eat sushi buffet i'm gonna have to edit everything i said about anime out of this <laughs> If we did a YouTube version, we just have virgin alert uh, at the bottom. (laughs) Also, there was like some dude I used to work with and like I caught him watching anime at lunch and then I told everyone. It's like fucking like it's bored. I'm like, George is watching anime during lunch. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) Yeah, I have. uh, I've that's never been one of 
the, I, I don't know. I don't. I have more. It's a whole time. genre. I can't. I have more time than you. That's I true. I have three less children than you. That, <laughs> valid point. Even before I had them, I, I mean, I watch. I, I watch Entourage. All right, am I? I'm not doing yeah. high level. Uh, you know, I'm not sitting there looking at PBS documentaries. Uh, but well, yeah. that was gonna. That was gonna be my question. He's like Zion is all in on this. He's wearing like the robe that they, I've never seen oh, Naruto. Yeah. I've never seen this show. I've okay. heard of it. It's in the zeitgeist. Is it like the most popular one? I think so. You see, like kids that look like Lamelo Ball wearing okay. their T-shirts Ooh. and stuff. Goodness, but yeah, if, if if you don't have one, a good starting point might be Naruto. Naruto. So then you can relate to Zion. Yes, well, we're very similar. Otherwise, I pulled outside this- of the the anime thing, <laughs> Zion and I are very similar. I, I pulled this story up thinking I could pull some stuff out of it, but it's like fucking war and peace. <laughs> GQ, man. They're this getting the scoop. 60,000 words. Anyway. That yeah. seems like a lot. Zion, if you want to come It's all on, about Zion? It It's about Zion watching this, uh, this oh anime. Zion, if you God. want to come on and talk about uh, Sailor Moon... <laughs> <laughs> I remember Sailor Moon, yes. Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Is that anime? On. It's anime. There we go. Is Pokemon considered anime? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's Japanese and it's animated. So that's all it takes. I think that's all it takes. Okay. So all of the... Yeah. So is, po- is Pokemon considered to be like four kids and Naruto is like four adults? I have never seen Naruto. Okay. So, so I don't know. know. That's not very helpful. Uh, Pokemon, I believe, is strictly for children. Okay. Zion probably watches Pokemon. Zion is a child. He's 20. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to catch them all. Remember when those people would like walk into traffic trying to catch Pokemons on their phone? Yeah, I remember that. I'd walk into traffic just looking at Twitter <laughs> on my phone. I don't need Pokemon. I'm not even trying to catch anything. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was one of the wildest months in American Zeitgeist history. Of that, like everyone downloaded that stupid app. You go to City Park, people are just like staring at their phones and trying to catch Pikachu. Yeah. Now They're that everywhere. could never happen because the phones would get ripped out of their hands immediately. <laughs> there would be no getting of the Pikachu. <laughs> one guy with a gun would have two thousand cell phones yeah. by the end of the day. He could he could theoretically catch them all with that many phones. This didn't really go anywhere. No. That was a great Pelican segment. Anything else? No. No? All right. Well, then let's get into some more news of our wonderful fair city. That's right, everybody. The local breakdown. It's It is good, juicy jazz. Squalling trumpets and... You put pass in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> Anything going on in the city? No. Okay. It's all good. Everything's great. Peachy keen. I saw, uh, was it a WDSU? Uh-huh. They're going to mysteriously burn down soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They came out with uh, a little investigative reporting, which doesn't exist that much anymore. Mm. WDSU doing it old school. They found, uh, I guess, the receipts for uh, Latoya's trip to uh, France Yeah, and the flight over there. I flew to France. I flew to France uh, the day before or on Christmas Eve. I flew to France. Yeah. And it was not too expensive. Yeah. What was it, a couple hundred dollars? 
It was, oh, it was closer to a thousand. It was closer to a thousand dollars. Okay. Seems standard. Sure. Nice flight. Plenty of leg room. Yeah. Latoya's flight oh. was seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> I think if you take a seventeen thousand dollar flight, you get to keep the plane afterwards. That's was, your plane. I was, like, was she on the Concord? Like, what happened? She's on the Spruce Goose. <laughs> they charter this plane. Like, what? Seventeen thousand dollars for a a flight, a commercial flight. Now, it should be noted, she forgot to bring headphones, and she had to buy some <laughs> at the Sharper Image uh, kiosk. She was racking up on sit, duty-free cigs <laughs> on, on the city dime. <laughs> she cleaned the cart out. That's the best with those people buying like, like thousands of cigarettes on the yeah. airplane. I don't know if the 17000 is everybody that went over there, if it's just her. Even then, I think it was only supposed to be four people. Yeah. The flight isn't, it's just not a $5,000 flight. If you go to the airport and, you know, it's like Mad Men. You go up there, you're smoking a cigarette, and you're like, where are you going today? Yeah. Then it's a $5,000 flight. <laughs> I'm going to sit on the first row. You're Roger Sterling. You want to fly the plane. Yeah. You you show up and you go, you know what? I think I'd like to go to <laughs> France. <laughs> What do you what do you go? Bora Bora sounds nice today. Yeah. It's like that's maybe that would be it. And even then, like, I get if it was ten people. I think it was three people. What's the meal service on here? How much of this is drinks? <laughs> yeah. I think those are included. Because I think she was in business class. Well, if she couldn't have drank her way through it. She probably tried. But I think she you know, like I it's the bo- the balls. And I think there's like all these rules from the CAO, from the chief administrative officer, all these rules about how you have to like, before you get anything that costs over $1,000, you get three quotes and you have to run it through all these systems and like you have to stay in the cheapest possible accommodations. I think the trip in total was like $45,000. But hey, we got a sweet sister city agreement with a place that no one's ever heard of and that has no people that would ever come here. The sister city doesn't do anything either. No. Like you don't go over there and like get a discount. No. You don't get to move <laughs> over there. You didn't join the Disney Vacation Club, you know? <laughs> like that would be useful. If we could get a sister city arrangement with the Grand Floridian Hotel, I think that would be significantly more useful. I think the way things are going, New Orleans has an unofficial sister city with Nashville cuz everyone's moving there. <laughs> Maybe you could like expedite the process like if you're if you're a member of the sister city you hauls are half off i couldn't i couldn't spend seventeen thousand dollars on a flight unless i crashed it <laughs> like what do you do if you went like full wolf of wall street style you know had to pay out some lawsuits or something on the plane i mean are they in like a party plane is because i normally fly hooters airline <laughs> sure <laughs> John Gruden's on every flight. <laughs> uh, yeah, so seventeen thousand on the on the plane, and then somehow they spent like twenty five thousand dollars when they were there. Well, you got to get a beret. I mean, what are they doing? How long were they there for? Baguettes, <laughs> light up Eiffel Tower statue, <laughs> butter, so much butter. <laughs> uh, tr- truly, just 
uh, abuse, uh, uh, graft, abuse, corruption, however you want to call it. It's not on the largest scale. Like, obviously, the way they've probably doled out contracting for all sorts of things is 100 times more scandalous. This is just so obvious and is such, such a thing that anyone wouldn't do to their own company, much less her doing it to the city. Yeah. It's just so bald-faced bullshit. Like, you are clearly ripping people. And she almost went to Singapore after doing all of this. They probably paid for it. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't get the money back. I'm sure it's a credit in her name that she'll use next She's year. She's getting all those points. Yeah. It's just out of control. And then I guess someone saw her on the airplane sitting in first class going to D.C. Uh, this week uh-huh. uh, to talk about the consent decree. I mean, I don't find that to be as big an issue, but still. It's just a bad look. The city is falling apart. Just sit and coach. Just come on. Like, just pretend you care. Buy two coach seats and put your feet up. She has three cars with, like, deputies with it all the time. We have no cops. She has a full security system with multiple cars. Like, all of the, the, all of the stuff that would just symbolically be like, look, is the city going to go bankrupt over her spending $40,000 in France? No. But when you're raising rates on everything, when nothing was working and all, like, it's just such a bad look. She just doesn't, she is so far beyond giving a shit now. It is truly crazy. Oh, yeah. She's not on Twitter or anything. Yeah. I, Her only interaction with people is at the bar yeah. or the concert. <laughs> yeah. And her staff. And when they come to the like the city hall meetings, she changes their questions. She uh-huh. calls them rude. Yes. She calls them stinky. Yeah. I she mean, didn't call anybody stinky. But she definitely like she takes the comment and rather than addressing the content of the concern, it's always about the questioner. Which is very, very Trumpy. It's very Trumpy. People have been more and more saying that she's comparable to Donald Trump. Yeah. I don't think that's fair because a lot of people like Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is very funny. <laughs> that is, uh, that's uh, no argument there. <laughs> yeah, she seems to have lost all, all of the support that I can see is uh, is withered away, and a lot of it came, uh, you know, from the black community. A lot of uh, certainly black women. And even you see that kind of turning completely against her in these meetings. You know, you see a lot of people who are very upset. I think a lot of people feel betrayed uh, and people are just frustrated since that hurricane hit last year. Shit has been really hard here. The crime is very bad. The infrastructure is very bad. Trash is like there's nothing you can point to to say like this thing is going well. I can't think of one thing where you're like, oh, this seems like it's at least on the right track. Yeah, and whenever it's just like the deflection, you know, it makes you, it's like gaslighting and deflection. Mm-hmm. They, you know, somebody asked her, they were like, how do you validate a $17,000 plane ticket? And she said it was hot girl summer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not an answer. <laughs> it, was, it was treat yourself. Uh, uh, yeah, man. I she's this, the, there's it. It seems like the support from locals, longtime locals, um, people that align with her politically, people that align with her otherwise. Yeah. It, it just seems across the about a year ago, especially during COVID. Yeah, she's doing some things that some people thought were right. In retrospect, they may or may not have been sure. 
but the ire directed towards her then was mostly red-faced, furious, mettery dads. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, 100%. I've had problems with her for a very long time, and so have a lot of people, but like, there was a, a, a wedge. It was a wedge issue, and there could be on either side of the wedge. No one is really on her side of the wedge now when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. You know, it's like no one thinks it's a good idea for you to spend $40,000 going to France for no reason. Not to mention she also went to, what, Italy? And then she was going to go to Singapore. She went to uh, Sweden for a climate convention. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, People are are going to the streets and they want the Chick-fil-A stop sign guy. (laughs) They want to recall LaToya and get, you know, Mary Carey or whoever was (laughs) Webster. Stormy Daniels. Yeah, (laughs) Stormy Daniels is a resident of New Orleans. She could very easily. She she had my vote for governor. Yeah. Um, I wrote her in. (laughs) Not the first time. (laughs) Um, The... uh, yeah, dude, that should be a game. They're doing the gamut of words right now. That should be the category. Who yes. do you think should be mayor? Yeah. Chick-fil-A stop sign guy. A hundred percent. I don't remember his name because no. it was completely illegible. <laughs> you couldn't read it. No. <laughs> but I knew it looked like a stop sign and the font looked like the Chick-fil-A yeah. font. Who knows what it was. <laughs> stop and vote for <laughs> illegible Chick-fil-A font. <laughs> I like that guy. You got a higher graphic Seems designer. like they got some pretty good ideas. I did stop after all. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. There's uh, she. It's not the only thing she screwed up. This this one, at least, there may be potential. There's but people on the other side. Uh, there was a, a hearing. I guess a 13 year old uh, child. Uh, he uh, carjacked five people with a toy gun. And uh, this was, I guess, about a year ago. And they had his hearing. And LaToya showed up at his hearing in juvenile court on his side while the five victims of carjacking were in the courtroom. And she was, like, consoling the the perpetrator or the alleged uh, who I guess he had been convicted uh, already of yeah. this crime. And this was his sentencing. And she's there kind of consoling, you know, the person who did this and his parents. And then the judge lets him off without any time in a juvenile system uh, and three years of probation. And everyone's going like, well, who, who, who the fuck are you here for? Who do you care about? Do you care about the people who are victims of crime or do you care about the people who are committing the crimes? We've already said the 20% of whatever people in the city that think the city's going in the right direction are probably the criminals themselves. <laughs> I suppose she puts herself in that number that she aligns with the criminals at this point because there's just no other explanation. I think it came out that, she, that this uh, this child was a uh, an, a one, in one of her empowerment programs or something like that. Yeah, it was uh, called an internship. Yeah. Uh, he was in a, a program by LaToya that he graduated from. Um, How'd that work out? Well, in the article, it said something about 95% attendance. So that's... <laughs> he, I just... Uh, to, no consequence. For card... This is not... <clears throat> he did not steal... You know, some stuff off people's porch. He didn't break into someone's car and go through their glove compartment. 
like a carjacking is a traumatic experience. Yeah, it's it's, it's not, a life changing. It's not fair to the women to say carjacking because they, their car just didn't get jacked. Their safety was jacked. Yes. Their sense of uh, well-being was jacked. Yes. Like the woman that posted all of this, it was a Facebook post that's been shared thousands of times and on the news. You know, she's scared to go anywhere by herself anymore. Yeah. This is a lasting effect. It doesn't matter if it's a toy gun or not. Yeah. What matters is, is that this kid had been arrested before at 13 for stuff. He spent two days carjacking five different people. And then he went through this program. If Latoya wants to be there, fine. Maybe even good. Yeah. But don't sit yeah. with the kid. Yeah. And I th- like one thing that really stuck out to me is that the judge asked the kid if he had anything to say to the victims, and he said, nah. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's just bad. Uh, and I'm sure there are people who you know will say he's a child and he should get probation, and what good would it do sending him to the juvenile center? And all I'm not even that concerned about him. It's Neither just, am I. I'm um, more yeah. mad at Latoya. Yeah. That is such a terrible look. Because you should not, you should be there for the people who are getting victimized. Like, that is the people who need your support. And you need to send a very clear message that you stand against the criminals and for the people who are getting, you know, and say you're not going to allow more people to become victims in the city. Every day there's more and more and more victims. And it's just, it's so depressing to think that her priorities are so completely out of whack in a position like yeah. that to be like, what, what the fuck is going on in your head? You I feel, know? I feel like if you're in a position, a public position of such high powers, the mayor of a huge city, I mean, the port here makes billions of dollars. Yeah. This is a very rich city, whether we know it or not. Yeah. You should be able to look all of your constituents in the face and tell them why you care about them yeah. or why they should vote for you sure. or, or at the very least, maybe something that you could do for them. Yeah. And she absolutely cannot do that to those five women. No, no. And it's one thing to oppose, like, again, COVID restrictions we all had. I had fundamental disagreements on her because we had we were operating from different sides of an argument. There's no other side of the argument in a lot of these cases now. Right. And I, I just, I think she flatly doesn't care anymore. And it's like, uh, and, and I've, and, and it just feels like a lot of people have lined up against her and yeah, it's really, it's, it's crazy. The other thing that I found, this one was significantly more hilarious is she was at a town hall meeting in new Orleans East and said <laughs> at target, you know, the retailer that we all as men despise and, uh, because all of our money goes there. Uh, you know, it is the mom central uh, at Target. And she said one is coming to New Orleans East. And everyone said, well, that's insane of Target to put <laughs> a facility in New Orleans East because nothing lasts there more than, you know, I, Home Depot didn't even make it New Orleans East. And uh, and then I think Target came out. Three hours later, it was like, uh, everything she said there was uh, complete bullshit. We're not going to New Orleans East. I think she said that there's a target <laughs> on every citizen in New Orleans East. <laughs> I mean, that's just uh, lying. That's oh, assuming yeah. that no one's going to check. You know that footage? There was that footage of uh, like the riots and the protests just like the protesters like going into the target and like the target's on fire and there's like some little guy stealing a big thing of Legos. <laughs> that would have been every day at that target. 
Dude, the uh, the other thing, which really isn't necessarily news, I just have to get it off my chest. I I genuinely cannot believe how many streets in this city are under construction. Oh yeah, H- how is it possible that every single side street has construction on it, and yet nothing, none of it has gotten done? The streets are still terrible, mm-hmm. and everything's under construction. I don't know how that happened. I don't know. There's no answer to that. Yeah. That's just a, a riddle. That's like a fortune cookie. There's I, nothing. There's no. Uh, just come on. Just stop tearing up the streets if you're not going to fix them. They're bad enough as it is. Just let them go. <laughs> <laughs> just let them die. The, uh, the CEO of Hard Rock Construction Company is listening to this with, in, <laughs> with solid gold Dre beats on. I'm not kidding. I was driving today, and the guy in front of me had a Hard Rock Construction sticker on the back of his car, and he was driving so slow it was allowing like five car lengths in front of him in the middle of a traffic jam, and I was going to lose my mind. I was trying to take a picture for you, and I realized that I would be much angrier if I hit this car. (laughs) So I uh, uh, avoided sending you the picture, but I'm glad you did bring them up. If you hit a hard rock construction vehicle they go you know what we'll be right back <laughs> to fix your car just stay here actually you can't park here no, no, parking. no parking you got to go away but then later we'll come back and fix your car <laughs> and then it'd be 6 months before you saw him again yeah yeah uh dude <laughs> yeah i just am very uh tired of uh driving into Especially with school traffic back, it's it's yeah, it's really uh, it's nuts. School traffic is back with a vengeance. Yeah, downtown's not too bad though, right? I haven't been downtown in a while. You're mm. driving in the French Quarter. Downtown's not that bad. Okay. All the children there are in roaming uh, <laughs> bands of feral children. There's nobody going to school down there. Can we not teach these juvenile delinquents how to fill potholes? I think uh, we might have better luck teaching them how to dance. <laughs> Like, uh, I just saw West Side Story. <laughs> so maybe. Just troops of, yeah. Yeah. We could do like a roaming, traveling dance group, like a church group, you know, jets, like that kind of thing. Sharks. Yeah. I think that'd be good. Like the it, Tabernacle Choir, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Oh, yeah. Instead, we have a New Orleans Juvenile Choir. Yeah. <laughs> and they travel around the country. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Yeah, why not? Like, not worse than what's going on there now. I promise you that. Uh, dude, it's it, it, I'm out of ideas. I'm out of uh, patience with it. I'm out of the parish. So, yeah. <laughs> good luck, everyone. Oh my God. Uh, on that note, we will in the episode. Oh yeah, I guess so. Is there anything else you need to get off your chest? No, I don't think so. I think this is as much as I got. Yeah. Well, you know. I have hardly slept. I don't, I'm a little wired, I'm a little tired, and I'm freaking the hell out. Yeah. So this is where we're at, everybody. It's been great being back here with you. Two weeks pent-up frustration of not being able to vent. I'm off Twitter, so I can't bitch about anything on there. We'll get you back. I'm with a kid all day. I can't get, can't scream and get mad. So I come on here, and for the uh, millions and millions of listeners in our worldwide audience, you get to hear me really get going. 
So thank you all so very much for listening. We do appreciate each and every one of you as always. Please email us, polkandcush at gmail.com, polkandcush at gmail.com, if anything that you would like to tell us. We love you all. We will be back next week. That's right. We're going to start making this weekly again, everybody, as football season approaches. Uh, Thank you all, and see you next time. See ya.